This is the Partnership Podcast, where we bring you all things business from the Vail Valley, including business news, current issues, advocacy alerts, community conversations, and more. Presented by Vail Valley Partnership. This is the Partnership Podcast. It's Eric Williams. Glad to be with you. I am joined today by President and CEO of Vail Valley Partnership, Mr. Chris Romer. How are you? I'm great, thanks. We're talking about like Senate stuff, and I said President and CEO. You know, you're also my friend, so we're probably gonna have a good time while we're chatting about this. Are we gonna have a good time? This bill is a little bit scary that we're talking about. Yeah, we're gonna talk about Senate Bill 24033, um, 24 being the year, Senate Bill 33 being the the bill number. Um, so we're going to dive into that today. Let's uh, let's dive into this. Obviously, we've been uh, having different meetings with uh, housing representatives, with different business representatives around the community. It's safe to say that we don't like this bill as a community. It was obviously put there for a reason. So I know you're going to take both sides of this and uh, and go through everything. So give us some background. Give us uh, why this bill came uh, about. We always talk about the why at first, but uh, what's the objective? What's the historical perspective behind yeah. this? Yeah. So let's let's start um, with what this bill is and what this bill proposes. So Senate Bill 2433, formerly interim Committee Bill 6, has been introduced in the Colorado Senate. Um, The Vail Valley Partnership Board has joined a statewide coalition, including the Tourism Industry Association of Colorado, including the Colorado Hotel and Lodging Association, including numerous other groups Um, in opposition to this legislation, um, what this bill proposes is to tax all of our short-term rental units at a commercial taxation rate rather than a residential taxation rate. Now, what that means, um, keeping in mind that the huge majority of our short-term rentals are purpose-built condominium hotel and purpose-built units, such as consider the Charter at Beaver Creek, the Vail Spa, the Vail, Manor Vale Lodge. These things that our, our towns and our community across ski country, Steamboat, Snowmass, Aspen, Telluride, Breckenridge, Keystone, the, the majority of units are these purpose-built condo properties um, and, and increasing their property tax by 400% um, is a rather draconian approach to um, a, a problem that doesn't really exist. It would have negative, severe negative implications for our, our tourism communities. And we'll get into the details on what that is. So you said a commercial rate versus a residential rate versus, so what is the difference between that? In layman's terms, uh, what you're saying then is that lockoff then is technically a business? Yeah, well, so you're, you're, you're challenging me here because... Um, <laughs> I, I assume everyone knows what I'm talking about, so I'm glad to take you got, a you little bit. down for me. Just I'm, I'm glad to yeah. take a little bit of a step back from this. Um, so yes, in Colorado, yeah. residential assessment rate is currently about six point seven percent. Okay, so you get your assessed value, um, and you're you're taxed at an assessment rate of six point seven percent. Now, commercial properties, businesses. Think your retail stores, your restaurants, your office buildings, um, those are taxed at approximately a 27.9% assessment rate. Okay. So there's a huge vari- variation of that. Uh, this bill proposes to move those residentially assessed units to a commercial rate um, for any rental 
rented more than 90 days per year. Gotcha. Thank you for breaking that down for us. So uh, in your estimation, then, uh, how many of our units or how many units across the mountains uh, will exceed those 90 days? Do we see a lot of these purpose-driven, uh, you know, purpose-built units and or the lock-offs, the neighborhood pieces, are they rented for more than 90 days? They are. They are. They're rented for significantly more than that. Um, what we see here in Eagle County and I'll speak specifically to Eagle County because that's where we are and that's where our, our concern lies, even if the challenge is, is equal or even greater in communities like um, Keystone or Steamboat, where almost all of their lodging inventory is the purpose-built condo hotel properties. Um, in, our, in our valley, Beaver Creek, Avon, and Vale alone um, 4,701 units wow. to be exact. To be as exact as you can as get. As exact <laughs> as we can get. 4,701 units are, um, fall within that realm of, of purpose built, um, never going to be part of the long term housing stock because they're located at properties that have front desks, properties where the, um, owners use them for part of the year, properties that are in our village core um, that were designed to support our tourism economy. Um, so having the state propose to come in um, and kneecap them with a 400% taxation increase um, for units rented more than 90 days in a calendar year creates a rather draconian situation. And let's be clear, what that, what that really means in reality is that most owners, and we've done some surveying across the, the valley, most owners will rent from approximately Christmas through around spring break. Yep. So we call it December through March, um, which means they would not rent their units from approximately the end of ski season or April through November. Yeah. That would result in a decrease of our visitor bed base of that unit type upwards of, of 70% as best we can tell. Um, which means if you're a retailer, if you're a restaurant, if you are a business that supports those businesses, if you're a financial service company or a bank, um, if you're an activity provider, if you depend upon um, our visitor economy for your customers, you could see a huge impact on your spring, summer, and fall traffic volume and your businesses. And this is where the state sometimes loses um, perspective and doesn't understand. And why, it, frankly, it's important for a group like the Vale Valley Partnership um, and those other industry associations that I mentioned to represent business interests with government um, because this would, this would impact our community. It would impact our, our sales tax collections at our municipalities. It would have negative, way negative impacts on, on every sector of our economy. That's 
Uh, thank you for all this information and for sharing that and for breaking down how it would affect us too, because occasionally when we do talk about advocacy issues, I know you're at the state house and you're, you're working with our representatives quite a bit uh, and our governor quite a bit to be one of the voices in the high country, make sure our issues are heard. So not all of the things that you're down there working on are necessarily for the entire valley. But uh, when you explain this, when we had the meeting with the lodging community not all that long ago, there is not a single person who would be untouched by this if it were to be enacted in the way that it is. It, correct. And it's, it's sometimes it's hard to really put a tangible um, impact on political action and advocacy and, and why is it important for a group like the Vail Valley Partnership to be working with, with statewide stakeholders and be visible at the Capitol. Um, and it's, it's exactly why we do that. It's why it's part of our, our strategic plan. Our board is... is wholeheartedly and our lodging community is wholeheartedly in opposition to this um, and very supportive of um, taking a leadership position to help not just our Eagle County businesses and our Eagle County community. We're, let's be clear, this bill has is really squarely aimed at the tourism industry. Mm -hmm. This is not talking about neighborhood rentals. Yes, they would be impacted as well but that, that is something that's better controlled at a local level through local regulations, through local rules, um, through local taxation. And that can all be done. It's being done in all of our communities already. And having a one size states all fits all state solution to what is inherently a local challenge um, is going to have so many negative repercussions across the state. Yeah. There's Eastern Plains and Western Slope communities that don't have any hotels, that their entire tourism industry depends upon short-term rentals. Um, there are owners that use their units. It, it, this, will, this will have impacts across the state, but, but nowhere more than it will in the mountains. Yeah. Take the, uh, take the other side for just a second. Sit in the other chair. The, this bill was presented by people for a reason, obviously with an idea of making the state better, I believe in positive intent. Whoever put this forth said, no, I have an idea. This is going to make us better. So take their stance. Why would uh, why would they do this? Or, and why the egregious like elimination of all of the mountain communities? Yeah. So the the idea is, um, is twofold. From what I understand from the bill sponsor, number one, they hope they want to have tax equity. Tax equity. If, if units are being used for a business perspective, a business standpoint, they should be taxed at the same rate as any other business. What that doesn't take into account is that on a, on a square per square foot basis, that unit is already paying more taxes. So that homeowner at fill in the blank property, um, the Inn and Suites at Riverwalk or the Lion Square Lodge in Vail, or the St. James Place in Beaver Creek. Um, they're already paying more on a per square foot basis because the way that commercial and residential taxation works, residential taxation, you are taxed that 6.7% that I mentioned earlier on the market value of your unit. On a commercial rate, you are paying on the economic um, impact of that property. So there's different mechanisms. So right now, our condo properties, our short-term rental purpose-built condominium resorts 
are paying way more on a per square foot basis yeah. than a national hotel company is paying. If we increase their property tax, if they stay in the rental program, which again, we think 70% will not, um, thus the unintended consequence, um, they're already paying more on a per square foot basis and they would be paying exponentially more. Yeah. So why would, why would we want to punish those units that are paying more to have them pay more than a national hotel company? It makes no sense. I'll give you a specific example. The Pagosa um, Hot Springs Resort recently sold for about $42.5 million. Because it's a commercially assessed property, they are paying their taxes on um, about a $12.5 million valuation. A unit that would, would sell at a million dollars, a short-term rental unit that would sell at a million under this new law would be taxed at a completely inequitable level because their 27.9 would be based on the million dollars, yeah. not on the economic value generated, which is how Colorado has always done the commercial. So it's, it's government for the sake of government um, creating new bureaucracies um, and it's not, it would not solve the problem. So I, 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 I tried to take the you explanation okay of the other job, side, yeah, of sitting um, but it, it, it's, it's inherently flawed. Yeah. And we really do want to protect our tourism industry from the loss of bed base. We really do want to protect those purpose built resort condo properties. We want to pr protect workforce housing funding. The town of Avon currently has dedicated funding. When I talk about local solutions being better, a perfect example, the town of Avon funds their entire workforce housing initiative off of a local sales tax on residentially assessed short-term rentals. That includes the Weston Riverfront. That includes most of Avon's bed base. Um, if this were to go through and those units were to be assessed at a commercial level, the town of Avon would lose their workforce housing funding. It's not, it's not, there's other consequences there, right? Yeah. And as I said earlier, that generally speaking, a one size fits all state solution coming from the state capital um, is nowhere near as impactful or as efficient as those same regula regulations and taxes being done at a local level, which better understand their community. Yep. So how do we move forward from this? What is the next steps? When will this be either, I guess, killed and or voted on? Uh, as we uh, we don't often do podcasts timely, but uh, this one, you know, being a bill that we're watching. So this is uh, the third week in January. Where, where are we standing right now? Yeah, so the, the bill has been assigned to the Senate Finance Committee. Um, the partnership has sent out to some of our, our lodging partners and property managers, and we'll be sending on Wednesday the 24th um, out to our entire membership an advocacy alert with a click to send message that will go directly to the Senate Finance Committee for people to be able to provide feedback. Um, and people who are interested should email that Senate Finance Committee using that one click message mm -hmm. and should save the date for February 13th. This bill is scheduled to be in front of the Senate Finance Committee on February 13th. We will be there with hopefully a lot of our, our friends and neighbors um, who understand that losing our short-term bed base 
will handicap the work that we've been doing for decades to build our spring, summer, and fall business within the mountains, across the mountains, any mountain town you can think of, yeah. um, including here in, in Vail and Beaver Creek and those who work in Vail and Beaver Creek, those who depend on uh, the visitor economy for their business. So we'll be down there February 13th at the state capitol in full force in opposition to Senate Bill 33. One of the things you never ask in advocacy is, what do you think the chances are of uh, getting this thing shut down? So I'm going to do that thing that you shouldn't do. What do you think the chances are? Of I think, I think. so let me start with the fact that Colorado, 78% of bills that are introduced in Colorado become law. Okay. 78%. That's a higher percentage than any other state in the nation. It shows an effective legislative body. It shows a legislative body that, that gets things done. Yeah. Um, so 78%. So the odds are against us from that regard. That said, I think our chances of, of um, defeating this bill in committee and or on the House floor are very high. Okay. I think we have a good chance. We have people... Um, working on it. We're part of, we are leading a statewide coalition. Um, we have a wide range of, of groups and constituents. The Colorado Bankers Association is opposed to this. My understanding is the realtors are opposed to this. Um, we know the Hotel and Lodging Association is opposed to this. We know a lot of our mountain chambers are opposed to this. And um, we know our local representatives, Senator Dylan Roberts, and Representative Megan Lukens have expressed that they are opposed to this bill as as drafted. Um, so we're going to see some changes. We are we are optimistic that we can be part of the 22% of bills that are introduced that do not pass. But it will take everyone's effort. It will take all of our businesses emailing that Senate Finance Committee. It will take our property managers showing up. It will take the activation of our our homeowners and others within our community to express. Um, their their dismay of what the consequences of this would be. Yep. Join us. Join other mountain communities. Be a part of this. Chris Romer's president and CEO of Vale Valley Partnership. This is Senate Bill 24-033, which uh, our board here at VVP and us are in opposition of this. We don't think it makes sense for this valley. But if you want any more information on that, valevalleypartnership.com. You wrote a good article uh, in the newsletter that uh, you can link to right to the website there. Thanks for your time, Chris. Yeah, of course. Thank you. Be sure to subscribe to the Partnership Podcast on whatever platform you're listening right now and find more resources at valevalleypartnership.com.